0: Welcome to First and 15,
1: the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hi guys, welcome back. We're going to be looking at our mid season review of the NEC West. My name's Alan Mead, and joining me with me today is. Uh, uh, uh.
0: I'm Jay Pitchford, offensive coordinator of the Manchester Titans.
2: And I am Lee Kerrigan, defensive coordinator of the Manchester Titans.
1: All right, guys. So we're going to go back and look at week two because we've been a bit negligent and uh, kind of missed off uh, our, our duties to the first and fifteen podcast. So let's let's go back to week two and uh, look at some of the uh, the scores. We were hosting. Uh, that was our home day. We were uh, unfortunately we had to go down to Burnage because. Uh, LVU and TMC weren't available. But it was a good day in the sun down there. And um, we uh, we opened up with um, a pretty decent win against a pretty, very good, pretty, I would say very good Warrington Revolution team. And we ended up winning, final score was 40 to 26, I believe. Yeah.
2: Yes.
0: I think personally, I was expecting a little bit more from Warrington. Uh, In that game, it almost felt like uh, they I know that there were a couple of of calls that went the Titans way, which I mean, I'm never going to complain about. Um, Oh, yes, I remember that. Yeah. And it almost felt like that. um, It almost felt like that deflated them. uh, And and I don't think that they they got any momentum back from from the uh, couple of of, um, questionable calls. Just for the record, I believe that the revs,
1: cogs were refing. It wasn't the, like the bees that were refing, was it?
2: Uh, it was a mixed group, wasn't
1: it? It was a mix of both. Nah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think they were head ref. But anyway, um, I think we were 26 12 up at halftime and mm-hmm. um, they came back in the second half. But um, defensively, again, as it's been kind of all season, we've. Defence has been forcing turnovers. And whenever you can stop an offence from scoring, you know, three, four times a game, you've got a really, really good chance of winning that game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I want to just say that, like, by no means am I, am I saying that that, um, that they're underperforming. You know, they've got some great athletes on their side. As we, as we saw in the, um, the friendly tournament that we played against them where they, um, they handily dispatched us. With our, with us, with our six, seven players, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that they're a bad team. I'm not saying that they're underperforming. Um, I think that they were unlucky to have not put up a closer challenge on the day. Yeah,
1: um, we had a closer than expected game against the Cogs. I think maybe we took a bit complacent, didn't do quite as well as we should have done in that game. I know me personally, I missed a few passes and uh, left a few points on the field. I mean, we, we still won fairly handily, 30-6. Um, to six. Um, Again, defensively, if you're holding a team to six points, you, you're going to win pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, offensively, we were a bit disappointed with that. Um and then the B team had a good win against the Cogs. They won 34-26, which was great for them because they were still undefeated at that time, 3-0. and And then the big game of the day, Titans versus Bs. I think, you know, this was one they had circled on their calendar at the beginning of the season, didn't they?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And It was, you know, it was, it was good testing the water against the B team. Obviously, we, we play against them a lot in training, so we kind of – and we share a playbook, so – you know, we, we kind of know what they're doing. They, they kind of know what we're doing. We added a few plays in that they hadn't seen before. Um, and I think that um, John, the QB, I think he's, he's held his hands up and said that, you know, that he, he didn't have the best of days. And I think that that kind of came across in, in, uh, in the final score and in, in the stats. Yeah,
1: 58-12 Titans over Bees in the end, which was a a, a much better performance from the Titans' offense, I think. Um, In other games on the day, um, the Crows bounced back from their loss to us, beating Salford and the Bucks comfortably. And Wigan got back on track with wins over Worrell and Oldham, uh, which was kind of what we expected at the beginning of the season from the, the Prem teams to do well in this division.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I, I, they, they just seem to be such a hit-and-miss team this season, Wigan. Um, they seem to either put up a really tough game um, and, and, you know, really grind out, as, as you can see there, you know, really grind out the scores and grind out the performances, um, or the, they do the exact opposite and, and almost let their heads go down in the first quarter and, 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 and bomb out the rest of the game. All right, let's, let's move on to week three. Um, yes, let's. It was a bit of a wet
1: one in Oldham where we were uh, taking on the Bucks and the Owls. Um, but uh, it wasn't a particularly low-scoring game either, though, was it?
0: It was very soggy. <laughs> very, very soggy.
2: Yeah, I'm just I'm just getting the scores up.
1: So Titans won 61-6 against the um against the owls and then 46-6 against the Buccaneers. And I think again, defense really made a statement. And uh, that man, George Slade, added to his uh, league leading interception tally, didn't he? What's he on now? 17. 17- Seventeen
0: picks for the he season so far. George. I mean, just look wherever George is lined up on the field, throw to the opposite side, man. Because I throw I to can't,
2: someone else. <laughs> I, can't
0: do I can't. I can't. I can't handle the ego anymore.
1: He is currently seven interceptions ahead of the nearest rival in the in oh, the entire yeah. league. So, um, favourites to uh, favourite to win the interception crown. I think so. Um, Four games still
2: left to play.
1: Indeed, against, should we say, careless
2: opposition? Maybe.
1: Potentially. Let's
2: find. Let's find out. Eh? Let's yeah. find out.
1: All right. Uh, let's look at some of the other scores that week. Um, the revs, they squeaked past Wigan, 24-27 So Wigan putting up a good game there, um, mm-hmm. and you know we're, we're within punching distance of winning that one. But then yeah. Wigan, after having such a good game against the Rebs, then go and lose 31-27 to Salford, which I wasn't expecting.
0: No, and again, like I say, it just feels like it just feels like it's such a hit and miss side. And I think that for, for those guys is what they're gonna to have to look at for next season when, well, fingers crossed, we are going back into the Prem and Div one format, where you know, if if they're in if they're in the Prem Division, that you, you you can't you can't have games like that. You can't have games where you switch off in the first quarter or in the first half, sorry, and and it snowballs because because you you'll get relegated.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. most days um, the Bandits versus the Cogs, which was forty four to forty, would have been probably game of the day. You know, an eighty four point shootout, but it wasn't even. It was the third highest scoring game on the day. Um, mm-hmm second highest scoring game was the crows against world vikings which was 55 47
0: and the highest crazy scoring game crazy. of the day before, before you before you go on to the highest scoring go on. um vikings putting up 47 points is um impressive right um yes. impressive. definitely yeah really
1: really good up really good shootout out there but the highest scoring game of the day 124 points in total 56 to 68 were the B T Titans B team versus the Manchester Crows. And was there any defense played that day? I mean, it just oh. looked crazy from the spectators' perspective.
2: It was uh, I watched that it? game live and it was incredible. Um, <laughs> so much fun to watch live. But with um, I don't have the stats upon that game, but with defense, um, I know there was a, a At least one or a couple of interceptions. I know um, uh, Titans BQB got an interception. Um, So there was a bit of defense, but it was just so fast. One play score, one play score, one play score. Um, Incredible to watch. So much fun. I can't wait for the rematch.
1: We have asked if that was the highest scoring game in UK flag history. We're still waiting for confirmation of that. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: The crazy thing to me, is that the crows like you said gave up 103 points in two games and still managed to win them both One. yeah outrageous yeah, I,
2: I think they'll be disappointed with that or well, yeah. I think they are disappointed with that possibly yeah to concede that many you know, points
0: that's crazy yeah. they should you know and, and with all uh, with all the, the best will in the world towards um, Vikings and Titans B. Um, they shouldn't be putting up that many points against the Crows, against the prem team that's been, you know, this close to the playoffs in or in the playoffs, however many years in a row. Um, yeah, they, you know, it's uh, that's 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 something that they're definitely going to be going to be looking at for next year.
1: All right, let's take a look at the standings after uh, three weeks of the season. So no surprise at the top, Manchester Titans seven and zero. Um, but again, yes. as I've been saying, look at those defensive numbers. They've only conceded 88 points in seven games. I mean, that's that's pretty good going because, you know, you you play against whatever opposition you put up against. And, you know, this is how the schedule's been done this year. This is who we've got to play against. And we've got a plus 231 point difference right now.
0: Yeah. Those offensive numbers are looking good as well. If you yeah, could see right. the exceptions, they'd look even better out. Over three hundred points scored so far. It's a, uh,
1: I'm not going to do the maths and work it out, but that's uh, over forty points a game in my book. But um, second place, six and one, uh, Warrington Revolution with a plus hundred and ten point, point. Um, and Crows in third place, five and one with a plus ninety two points. So just down to the wire between those two. Um, it's going to be exciting it's it is going to be exciting i don't know when their fixture is
0: um well you look at those that for so the looking at the crows points against so there's 171 so in two games they've obviously they've they've conceded uh what was it was a 103 points in two games points from two games um so in the other three games then, you know, they're, they're, they're at, what, 68, right? 68 points in across three games.
1: Uh, four um, games. But, yeah,
0: yeah, it's even even
1: more impressive, isn't
0: it? so Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's got a it must have been, bad day at the office, right? Bad day at the office. Something like will that.
1: So, fourth place, Wigan Bandits, the three and four, tied with the Manchester Titans B, who are also three and four. And mm-hmm. those two teams will play off this week, which will... Uh, that's going helps to help really settle. I think who will come into fourth place, and yeah. um, below them, but all four, uh, all five teams have only got two wins. That's we're all Salford, Revcogs, Oldham Owls, and Chorley Bucks. So there's a real, real scrap going on at the bottom of the table there. And you know, you can pretty much say between fourth and tenth, there's, there's one game in it right now. So it, it you know, yeah. we'll see how that plans out after. Uh, after this week of fixtures. So, looking at week four, um, what games stand out for you guys in week four, guys? Because I know There's which one's, one. one's important.
0: To, read it.
1: <laughs> to me, it's Rebs versus Crows. That's the big game. Yeah.
2: That's the obvious one, right? Um, uh-huh.
0: Rebs, Crows, yeah. and then Titans, B, against William. I think yeah. those are the two. Those are the two games.
1: They're they're real crucial games. I mean, Titans prem team, or as we call them, uh, we've got games against Salford Scorpions and we're all Vikings. Um, so not looking past either of those teams, but we don't expect the Titans to to struggle too much in those games. Um, then you know it it's really that battle for second place between the Crows and Revs, and the battle for the third, uh, sorry, fourth place between the the um, Bandits and the B team, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and, it, and it, you know, th- this is a, uh, a milestone for the B team in their pursuit of, of almost, you know, how, how are they going to shape up versus competition in, in League 1? I know that's kind of something that we've said before. Um, but if they can, you know, if they can come out of that on top, and they can come in, out in fourth place um, in a league that generally has five or six teams. Then, it, it, you know, it, it would be nice for the Titans to have, or to be able to, to have the option to have two teams in the Prem.
1: It it, it is interesting to, uh, to to see how that will go and that how that will play out because obviously this season there's no promotion or relegation, so wherever they were. At the start of 2020, that will be where it is. Uh, for a bit of fun, should we take
2: a quick look at the stats? We've already yeah, mentioned George. He's, the big uh, one that jumps out to me is position one in position seven.
0: Yeah, he's that number seven. I recognise that name. Some guy called like mcnilly
1: or something. Plays for the Hornets. Don't think I've ever heard of him.
0: Maybe not.
2: Looks like we traded up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so George ahead of GB International, uh, Joe Cottrell from the Cardiff Hurricanes with 10 interceptions. Uh, Joe does play a bit of quarterback as well. That's why he's got 38 passing touchdowns. So mm. um, let's have a, What other stats should we look at? Should we look at passing t- touchdowns? Yeah, go on. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Just for go you, on. Alan. Let's see. Oh, man, I'm down to third. That's all right. Oh no wow, so, it.
0: rebels a,
1: it's a, it's a wow yeah leading the uh leading the ways Charlie Williams of the London smoke with 53 touchdowns but um
0: they're a really good team really down in the, in the London smoke haven't they I mean not saying that the rebels haven't but obviously you know the the, the the smoke are a team that we've we've had the pleasure and displeasure of playing before um and yeah you know they're they're, they're, a, they're a very competitive bunch mm-hmm
1: so, uh, what else we going to look at? Receiving touchdowns, maybe? Let's have a look, right? So, Jack Jarrett, London spoke receiver, leading the league with 17 right now. Danny Meir, centre for Warrington Revs, 16 touchdowns, second mm-hmm. in nice. the
0: league. The centres, that's where the, all the action is, guys. <laughs> I
1: and don't you know if Vincent Berry's a centre, but I know that Phil Shanahan is a centre. He's at fourth with 15 touchdowns.
2: We don't have anyone, it's just Warwick there. Warwick yeah.
1: is uh in 13th spot with 12 touchdowns for the B team. Oh, we don't have anyone
2: in the top 20.
1: Uh, we are just outside, I believe Pedro's got 10 touchdowns, so he's just outside the top 20 at the moment. So, rushing touchdowns is always an interesting one because uh, there's not a lot of teams rushing, but surprisingly the the uh, the leading touchdown scorer on the ground is kyle taylor so uh quarterback for the lead samurai i'm guessing they've got a few little option plays going on there and he's taking off and showing
0: that the old legs can still move mm-hmm. do we have zero rushing oh no we do have we do have at least one rushing touchdown this year mr
1: kerrigan has a rushing touchdown this season for us oh we've got nice i got a stat so um, we've got a few few guys you might recognise in the sacks. Uh, number three in Allenby with seven. Yes. And uh, number six, Thomas Lloyd of the
0: B team with six.
2: Oh, go on.
0: Yeah, doing well. Very good guys. Yeah, impressive. But, uh, and it, you know, it's not easy to get a, a, a sack in flag because it is such a fast-paced game that you know the QB only has seven seconds to throw. So. There are yeah.
1: currently 15 players in the league that have a safety and the Titans B are the only team that has two players with a safety. Congratulations to Will Gleed and Thomas Lloyd. Hold on, guys. So, I think that pretty much covers everything for this week. Uh, we'll, we'll try and get back together next week so we can do a quick roundup of week four before jumping into week five. Failing that, we'll do another bumper episode with weeks four and five combined. Thanks very much for your time, guys. Much appreciated. We'll see you again soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye, bye. Bye-bye. that wraps up this episode, find us on Facebook at 1st and 15 Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies.